You're listening to the Vocal Fry Podcast, your weekly dash of voice science, pedagogy, and pop culture. Coming to you from your semi-occluded vocal tract, have you practiced today? Vocal fam, I am freezing. Me too. What are the chances? It is so... It is currently 62 degrees in my office. We have entered what I like to call Mississippi winter. Otherwise, what you people know as fall. Because the air conditioning in all of the buildings is still going full blast even though it's barely 60 degrees outside. Accurate. That's the thing. I actually, like, have been in for a shock because there is actually fall in Atlanta, and I was not prepared for that. Unlike Mississippi? Unlike Mississippi. Yeah, like, I got up to walk Aria this morning. I walk outside, and it's 40 degrees. And 40 It was degrees. horrible. I had to go get a coat. And then I looked at the weather, Goodness and sure enough, gracious. it was only supposed to get up to, like, upper 50s and i'm like oh i don't like this this does not bode well for sarah in the winter this is a like you know upper 50s is like february in mississippi yeah you're gonna have a bit of a colder winter than you are accustomed yeah i'm not i'm not prepared for it imagine living in new york or boston or chicago i would not bode well or Montreal. I, it would not bode well for me to live somewhere. So funny thing, like in Montreal, I don't know if it's specifically Montreal, but like my dad flies to Canada sometimes because um, he's a pilot and, you know, that's what he does. And apparently in several of the Canadian cities, they have like tunnels underground because it's so, it gets so cold in the winter that you can't just walk around on the sidewalk. At least that's according to him. If you're in Canada and my dad is just incredibly wrong because... He's a confusing guy. Let me know. <laughs> but according to him, there are like tunnels and stuff that you can walk on, walk in to get around so that, you know, your eyelashes don't freeze or something. I don't know. It's cold up there. I hope, I, I hope by the way, vocal fam, I hope that uh, you're not hearing my space heater, but I'm currently have my space heater in my office running mm. to not die. I hope y'all don't hear the people blowing leaves outside my apartment, but you might. You actually sound great today. I fiddled with the it. The audio is, the audio is epic. I I've done some fiddling. I I can't say I'm like getting better at like audio stuff in general, but I have gotten better at pushing some buttons. Exciting stuff, right? Reminds me of that super creepy song from the Who's Tommy. Yeah fiddle about the kid gets molested it's very what it's very yeah it's very dark and he has a he has a abusive uncle and he's autistic and i'm sorry what is this from the who's tommy the rock opera that sounds terrifying i'm gonna be honest i don't think i'll probably ever see that that sounds that sounds (laughs) terrible i think i would be very upset yeah It's a super duper creepy song. It it sounds anyway. That. Oh dear. Anyway, sorry. 
Let's bring it back to something much jollier than that. Can we can, can we can we come back to jolly territory? Yes, yes, please. I don't I don't like the word fiddle. You want to know it's annoying? Okay, so you know how I said not to be confused not to be confused with fiddler. The fiddler, you don't like that? That's a different diff- different musical. Well, yeah, sorry, you were think. saying something. Uh, okay, so you know I'm like, oh, I'm getting better at ch- fiddling with my audio, messing around with my audio. Nah, uh, better words, better words. Adjusting? I'm not sh- adjusting. I'm not sure I really am because what I did was like I have the gain turned all the way down in my um on my mic, but then also in Audacity, I keep turning my gain down there too, and it keeps trying to reset it. And I'm like, no, I want it here. Stop moving. But I don't know how to make it stop. Someone out there. Well, you're still no. you're still getting signal, right? Yeah, no, no. So the thing is, like, it's trying. Because I hear you I know, great. it's trying to raise it up and make it where you can hear me more. But oh. I'm like, I don't, I don't want that. That's too much. Stay up. Listen to me, computer. I am in charge. I'm having a battle with it. So, uh, so many things going on this week. Sarah, um, uh, I, at some point... After November first, not before. Gosh, yeah. What about that? What about November first? <laughs> Do you know that it's close? Yes, terrifyingly so. I have I have a few <laughs> deadlines like that are early November, and it's starting to make me real nervous. <laughs> but it's yeah. gonna be fine. Uh, uh, Sarah's got a competition in early November. Oh, a lot of things and in early November. And uh, Sarah and I are happy to announce that we are presenting a paper on laryngeal manipulation. Ooh. Don't everyone be shocked Ooh. at once <laughs> at the at the Southern Region Nats Conference in, of all places, Jonesboro, Arkansas. It's fun. Have you ever been? Never no, been there? that's what I was gonna say. It's funny, like it's not that far from Memphis, but I don't think I've ever actually been to Jonesboro. I don't know why. Well, I mean, I guess I will now. We're going to discover it together. <laughs> Your mom's coming up with Maybe. you. Maybe I don't know. I'm trying to talk her into yeah. it because she's loaning me her car because I'm gonna like fly to Memphis, and rather than like rent a car for a day, she's like, "Oh, just borrow mine," and I'm trying to convince her that she could just um ride with me over i'm like you know like what you're obviously not going anywhere that day you may as well come to jonesboro and well do whatever it is you do there so at some point we'll actually have to get that presentation together meaning the week of we'll have to get that presentation together Mm. (laughs) Mm. yeah because because vocal fry is on uh vocal fry deadline Hashtag vocal fry deadline. I don't think that's going to get trending, no. by the way. I don't think hashtag vocal fry deadline will ever trend. I don't know why trend. it would. Yeah, all uh, of these dates are now like a lot closer than I felt like they really were. They're, we're 12 days from the first. Yep. It's, like, it's like when you're in your car and your mirrors say like objects and mirror maybe closer than they appear or whatever it is. Yeah, that's... So Sarah... Let's tell the vocal fam a little bit about what we've been writing. Just just a little bit. Just just, just a couple a of touch. things. What have we been working on, Sarah? Um, an article. No. We've been writing a journal article sort of on the dual perspective of a vocal pedagogy course from the teaching perspective and then also from the student's perspective. And 
specifically an acoustic specifically course. an acoustics or, course or, yeah or resonance unit yeah and then student and then potentially that student then likes teaching their own course which like i'm not doing now but maybe someday yeah so we're we're working on it we have a at this point, we definitely have what I would refer to as a draft. I agree. Um, I did some tweaking and stuff on it this morning, so excited. Excellent. Uh, definitely got to get citations in over over the next yes, couple of days. Yes, but I mean, it looks it looks good, and it's longer than I thought it would be, which is good. We're it already looks a lot more like an article than it did a week ago. Shall we That's say that? Correct. You are completely accurate, <laughs> which is not a bad thing. <laughs> no, because Sarah and I had a writing meeting after recording last week, and it sort of went like this. Well, this was stupid. Um, <laughs> well, it didn't go like we we didn't. No, I'm totally kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> no no it was better than that we got no, an no, outline it was better than that. now we have a draft because vocal fam you heard some of our ideas in our episodes earlier this fall and so uh we're just uh, we've just actually honed those ideas into coherent thoughts or we're working on doing it's so. nice what i can say when i'm not just you know on the spot it's like <laughs> i had time to think about my answers <laughs> not that honestly it's funny they didn't really end up changing that much it just they came out with a little more finesse and and logical progression yes. and yeah reordered it and all that jazz the the core beliefs yes. were there yeah it turns out i did agree with what i like said initially i wasn't sure i would I, like i was like oh what if i go back and i'm like no this is how i feel nah. it was it was pretty long. when you really have when you really have to start worrying is when you start disagreeing with yourself. That's when you know it's good. Good? Oh, <laughs> I was going to say the opposite. <laughs> that, that's when you know, listen, vocal fam, if you are a voice teacher out there, the moment you start, it, okay, we have a dear friend of ours, friend of the podcast. He happens to be the newest inducted member of the American Academy of Teachers of Singing, Ken Bozeman. Oh. And Ken likes to say, that he has learned the most in his life from the people with whom he thought he disagreed the strongest. I like it. Now, if all of us as voice teachers could have that perspective, boy, we could probably move the field forward faster. Get just music teachers, like, that's sort of a life thing in general. The world? The world. The, con- the, the country? Sun- everyone. Like, imagine. Imagine if your approach to life was, like, that you could learn the most from people that you're, you are sure you disagree with. Like, if that's just how you went into your interactions with, like, even if I disagree with this person, I bet, like, I'm going to learn a lot. Yeah. That, that, I mean, that it, was imagine. corny, but... Um, no, but, but it also. but it was actually very profound. But I, I don't know, like that that would be nice. It's not going to happen. Pe- people get too upset about everything. But well, it might happen. I mean, I think we're doing better in a lot of ways. I mean, you know. Yeah, sometimes. It's but just the more you learn, the more you realize you don't know. Yeah, I don't I'm pretty sure I don't know anything. Speaking of knowing things, can I just say 
It was phonation week in class. Oh. <laughs> oh. Okay, how did that go? Well, I resisted slamming the table and yelling the I'm source so at anyone. Well, you probably weren't on muscle relaxers. Yeah, there was no pounding of the table. There were no uh, unnecessary uh, prescription drugs. Um, That's good. Which were necessary. I was going to say they, they were very necessary at the time. You, because uh, I could barely I was stand say, up. That, um, that was not a good time for you and your back. No, but um, but this was phonation week, uh, and you know, can I just share a cu- couple of thoughts about this? One. I've decided that I'm going to yet again slightly reorder pedagogy yet again. I'm shocked. In fact, uh, there's a no, part she, of me that's no. like, because sh- that's in the article we're writing, People Out in the World, is where, where you start pedagogy-wise. And I was like, should we even include his response to this? Because it doesn't stay the same. But let's hear it. Where are we starting now? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm actually not, st- I'm still going to start with perception. Okay. Okay. But I'm going to do phonation second. Okay. I'm going to move respiration way back in the course. Okay. Yeah. Just put it all. I, and so I'm actually, you know, a vocal fam, I like to I like to present the singing voice as sort of a, a model, um, sort of like an engineer's model of like... Yeah, a system. So your your breath, and, and it makes sense if you're going linearly from your breath source, your power source, to your vocal folds, to the the vibration source, to the resonator, the vocal tract. You know, it makes sense if you're thinking linearly. It can also make sense if you're thinking non-linearly and going backwards. I like to do both. But I actually think at this point I'm just going to go completely out of order because I've realized that I basically, everything that I teach in terms of respiration or resonation ends up going back to how those two things impact phonation. That's correct. That is how you, yeah, that's accurate. That's how you teach that. It's how I talk about it, isn't it? It is. So I get, it does make sense from that standpoint to just start with phonation so that then when you're referencing it all the time, you have in fact covered it. Particularly because I say T-A-C-T-L-C-A-I-A and P-C-A way too much and thyroid and cricoid and arytenoids way too much to not start with it that's that's a good point and i say breathy pressed and flow way too much to like not put it earlier in the in the in the semester if you find yourself using those terms a lot and like you may as well cover them I think that's a good point. If you find yourself using flow phonation a lot, you might be a singer. <laughs> good. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't quite work as one of those old Jeff Foxworthy no. jokes, did it? No, no. No. If you use breathy phonation, no, let's not offend anyone. No. Anyway. Yeah, none of these are going to like circle back to being a redneck, so I don't think the I don't think the joke works. Those those are very specific. Yeah. If you I don't know, I don't actually know any of those jokes, but have a car, but it's only on blocks. No. You might be a redneck. I I thought you were going to make the joke more along the lines of like the giant tires, you know the trucks where the tires are the size of a normal car. You're, if your truck tires are larger than every car around you, you might be. 
but that's that's more true to life his are funnier i'm not funny yeah, enough to, yeah. to make those jokes uh, anyway but no it was a good week um I, i've i've also realized that boy if students miss the day because one of the one one of the days of phonation essentially boils down to those big five muscles that i named okay. you know ta ct lca oblique arytenoids interarytenoids whatever you know the, all those kind of things and then and then your pca yeah so much of so much of, of of that day boils down to what those things are, what they do, and how they affect, you know, breathy flow, pressed phonation. Yeah. That if you miss that class, you're kind of lost. Boy, oh, boy, is it tough to recover. Uh, did somebody miss it? I had a co- I I had a quarter of the class missing. No. So. That's tough to come that's, back that's from. That's hard. You know I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They miss for so something if you're out legit. there in vocal, if you're out there teaching vocal ped, uh, you you know if you're out there in higher ed in general, or at high school, you know that there's like those few classes that boy, if people miss that day, or like a rehearsal, yeah, like you know that there's that day where man, you really got everything blocked, yeah, right. And boy, if you miss that day. Yeah, I, I ended up because um, we had fall break this week. And so like the little ensembles I teach, they didn't have rehearsal and we were going to have a makeup rehearsal, but it was going to be longer than normal. I ended up rescheduling it because like two of the seven girls were going to have to miss. And like I just kind of knew like we were going to cover so much that there was no way they would be able to just catch up on their own, that I'd be able to catch them up quickly. And I was just yeah. like, yeah, we're just going to have to move this. <laughs> so. Oy. Well, and that's sometimes, I mean, the decision you have to make. But as I sort of said, actually, when we were talking about uh, sequential things of like, of like, you know, teaching pedagogy and stuff, I was like, you know, with acoustics, I try to make sure that things get where they need to be but like in this in this first semester course that's like the general survey it's like i've got to get to the topics i've got to get yeah, to and you can't really just stop because then you're woefully behind and you're gonna miss other things yeah. you know and then so you're like weighing what what do you miss and how do people catch up and all this kind of stuff but you know sicknesses happen i mean yeah and there are also just times where you know you don't want people around you they might have a norovirus right. or a rotavirus or who knows yeah we're getting or pneumonia. to that time of year where people are kind of starting to get sick yes so we would like to recommend that you keep yourselves healthy vocal fam Get some exercise in. Stay hydrated. Hydration is, of course, something we're all supportive of. Yeah. Water is right. good. Drink it. Also, keep your di- keep a basically healthy diet. Get some electrolytes in your system. Ah. We're all for it. Take your dog for a walk. No, that's not an option. Let your dog walk you. That's that's more accurate. That's that's a pretty accurate representation. <laughs> well, and like it's bad because since it's gotten a little cooler. Ari has just been so much more energetic and just frisky that like she is like when we go out, she is walking me like I am basically just digging my heels in to keep us from, I don't know, sprinting about just wildly. That sounds right. That sounds that sounds uh, accurate. So, Sarah, our vocal fry giveaway ends. It does. We've had some entries. Yay. 
next week we'll let we you have know entries who wins uh i suppose we should actually probably like put names in a hat and like do a drawing yeah i know on a video oh is that how we were gonna do it i figured there was some sort of like computer thing because you know we have like we have to multiply and stuff but i guess with the number of entries we have we, we could probably do a hat oh oh well, i mean okay. i mean well, i don't we'll know figure, we'll vocal fry will figure it you'll out you'll know folks. something will happen we will. and you'll know you'll know when you know it and when you know you know you'll you'll know yeah yeah Some, that, that something will uh, happen and winners will be announced um so interesting thing i i i had speaking of phonation okay um, thinking about some some student performances this week. How do you feel about this as a as a generality? This is not a this is not a hundred percent accurate, but okay. generality. Okay. So, I mean, I'm not expecting you to sit there and fight me on this statement, but I would love it if you did. <laughs> but um, we'll have to hear but Michael's not here to chew pistachios at you while you fight me. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> What do you think about the idea that if someone is singing sharp, it's much more related to too much air pressure, and so it's more related to breath. But if someone is singing flat, it's more related to a bad resonator shape. Mm, I have to think about that. (sighs) Because so often when I hear singers who are sharp, it's that they're literally pushing too much air through their glottis, which is making their pitch sharp. I have trouble with... So here's an... As a general rule, I, I have issues with generalities um, and blanket statements and that sort of thing. I think... That's what makes them fun and debatable. Oh, uh, I know. It just bothers <laughs> me because I just... I find that rarely can anything be summed up with just kind of a statement... Of course, of course. I, That's what makes it provocative. I do think a lot of the time that people singing sharp comes from, you know, pressed phonation and whatever. But I, I have seen a lot of people that it does come from whatever resonance strategy they're practicing, like just taking a strategy they've been given too far, if that makes sense. Well, sure. It absolutely does and, make and sense. I've, That's I've a thing. Seen that. I think I see people singing sharp that are untrained. More often it comes from being pressed phonation. But if it's a trained singer singing sharp, I think a lot of times it's more likely coming from a resonant strategy that they just have taken to an extreme is maybe my experience fascinating i like it i love is a good counterpoint yeah i like it i don't know i like it what about uh what about flatness flatness mm, i'm i'm more willing to go with you on that one yeah i yeah i'm more willing to go with that it can also be again like i think i've seen a lot of maybe untrained singers or younger singers where it comes from just being unenergized and they're just not making it all uh, the way to well. the pitch um yes that that's a thing yeah that's yes a, no i'll agree i'll i'll agree with that th- i'll agree with I, that. I see that a lot but but assuming that you have basic flow phonation then yeah and there's flatness then i i i agree 
It can also be, um, again, this is more in kind of less singers with maybe less experience when I think when people are not sure of the pitch, it, it tends to go flat more often than sharp. But I think, again, that probably comes down to... Oh, that's interesting. That comes down, I think, to being unenergized because when you're un- you're hesitant, you're certainly not going forward, which is why... Yeah. But... Sometimes I think that, that also can differ um, depending on uh, if somebody's singing harmonies. Yes. Because a lot of times a background vocal singer, if they're singing like a lower harmony to the melody, they might be just more innately inclined to sharp or flat or, you yeah. know, whatever. I mean, like, I'm, I, and I'm thinking like in a contemporary setting on mic and, and, this, and this kind yes. of thing. I'm not talking about like choir. Um yeah, that, that's that's true. Anyway, that's why that's why generalities make fun fun discussions. Yeah, I, I I as a rule have a lot of trouble with generalities because I don't know why I do. I just do. I I find it because you like to make people happy and have cookies. That might be it. I just don't feel like things fit into neat boxes very often. They don't. But you're totally right. Oh, that stress that stresses me out to disagree with people. <laughs> I like it. Um, no, no. I you know, what, you know one of the things I think that though that you're getting at is what you're recognizing already is that, and I started the the phonation unit this way. Yeah. Is that human voicing is incredibly complex. That's true. But that's true. You know, there is no. I mean, you could oversimplify human voicing as a generality and boy would it be oversimplified it, it would it, it really would and so much of it just comes down to the individual person i think that's why i really enjoy voice teaching like i i have found just sort of in starting working outside of school and stuff like voice lessons are the thing i enjoy the most out of my two jobs because because it's really one-on-one with the person I get to work I really get to focus in and try to figure out their voice and what's making them do what they're doing and I don't know it's like a puzzle I like that it's very algebraic to me if that makes sense sure well and I think one of the things that's beautiful about that is that it represents that you enjoy recognizing helping a person just enjoy singing more and enjoy what they're trying to do more as a, as a human. That's true. I had somebody ask me yesterday, actually, um, Jamie and I were having dinner with some of his friends from back home that were in town and, um, neither of them are musicians, which, you know, it's actually kind of rare for me. Most of the people in my life are musicians at this point, but anyway, and healthy all the same. Well, and they were like, so what do you do if you have a student that, that just can't sing. And I was like, well, first off, you know, you I kind of take the view that everyone can sing. Some people do have more innate ability, but anybody can like learn the skill. I mean, it's like I, I used baseball because I knew that the guy had played baseball. I was like, it's like baseball, you know, some people are really good at baseball and can go have pro careers, but like anybody can practice a bunch and get to where they can play on a rec team. And I was like, and so, you know, with voice teaching, I just have to view it as this is something that this person enjoys and I'm just here to help them feel more confident and get better at it. But 
So it's funny. Bravo. I'd had that conversation Absolutely. yesterday. It was fun. It's it's like that video um, that makes the rounds sort of every once in a while on social media of the of the choir of patients who have stomas. Oh, I haven't seen that. There's a stoma choir because they all have a stoma, but they try to sing it as a choir. It's a really beautiful, touching. I have not seen that, but it's probably because it, it's a really a lot of times I don't click on those like moving videos that especially ones that are like here are some people with this thing they've overcome because I get all emotional and then I'm crying and then I spend the rest of the day emotional and crying and so I tend to avoid those and that's why we haven't watched the first fall season of this is us yet I feel that I feel that I've I'm back to watching the great British baking show because in my personal time that's what I'm watching like when I'm at home because it's just pure it's it's a cinnamon bun of a show. It is the Spider Man of like reality TV or just TV in general. You're not gonna be sad. I mean, you might be a little sad someone leaves, but everyone's so nice. No Star Trek: The Next Generation. I told yet. you that like when Jamie finishes that seventy show and when Jamie's ready to sit down and watch it, I'm gonna watch it with them. But like when I'm at home and I'm like doing work around the house and I just have the TV on. Nah, you don't even want me to be watching it then because I'm not paying that much attention. This oh is the my. TV I have on when I'm like folding laundry or something, you know? Because folding laundry seems... is boring. I started, boring. I'm um, late to the bandwagon, but I've started folding laundry like that Marie Kondo way. You know that it's supposed to make... I don't know what that means. Marie Kondo has a special way to fold laundry. Are you... Are you for real? You, you did you totally miss that when that was a huge thing like Marie Kondo things well, that bring okay, you joy pause. and stuff? Okay, pause. Okay. I purge our belongings on a regular basis. I totally believe that. I I am very much in the you were already there. modality of already I like to be prepared at all times to basically just pack up and, you know, run away. I get it. That's right. the story of anyway, my life. Anyway, so so we've just we've just entered Perna's psychology a little bit. Um, so you okay, but you on. are aware of who Marie Kondo is though. Like I, I need I know who Marie oh, Kondo is, is but I don't have anything that needed purging. Okay. And so I didn't Well, like I vaguely watched it. My mom had like said that she really liked the way she folds clothes cuz her thing is not just getting rid of stuff. It is then reorganizing what you keep so that you actually in the case of in the case of clothes in the folding method it's so that you actually wear everything you have and so she has this way you fold clothes that one oh my gosh it makes so much more space in your drawers I it, it's really nice it's all of our clothes fit in drawers which is nice but two I don't know if I said a or one first but anyway two secondly next uh, the, the second, second thing, thing is that the way you fold them you can like see all your clothes like in when you open the drawer, uh, you can see everything, and so you can just get the you thing get the you thing want. you want. You don't have to rifle through piles, and then also it kind of just you're more aware of what you have. You don't just pick the same you know three things off the top of your stack. You can see, oh, look at this thing at the back. Like I've worn that a while. I don't know where I was going with that, but um, folding oh folding well, clothes. One of the things about extreme weight loss is that you don't have that many clothes makes sense and so i only have five pairs of pants so you can see them all yeah you're fine i can see them all 
I'm I'm getting yeah. that. It's a funny thing. I was I was telling my mom this the other day. I'm, I'm probably gonna go through and get rid of a bunch of my clothes. But now that I'm I'm working, I really have like two, maybe three pairs of pants that I wear for work all the time, and then a, probably like ten shirts that I've been wearing just because I didn't have that much professional wear, and so I have all these like just casual wear clothes that I just really don't have a reason to wear anymore. Welcome to professional And life. so I'm like, gosh, I guess I could just get rid of these. And then I really don't want more than the professional wear I already have just because I don't care. You know what I mean? Like, I just don't need more than what I have. So... Wait till someday when you have children because then their rooms will become these horrible dungeons of terror. Oh. And and you have to let them you have to fracture them from your psyche and act like they don't exist in your home. Because if you acted that they did exist, you would be constantly paralyzed in fear <laughs> over the horrific disorganization of your daughter's room. Your your daughter's room Sometimes it's that bad. Sometimes, I will admit, sometimes it, it gets rough, but I think it just reflects Olivia. You should, you should see it right now. I, I think it reflects the chaos that is your daughter. That's your daughter right. is 100% like, if there was a picture... She's 100%, she's like that's all. You, you chaotic, just, she's 100%, good, you just said maybe it. chaotic, neutral. Your daughter's somewhere between chaotic, good, and chaotic, neutral, but... All that being said, her picture is just over there when, like, chaos, the definition of, like, yeah. She's probably chaotic good. She has a good heart. Where did where did those scales come Beats from? Me. I just started seeing them on the internet one day, and I was like, what is this? You might be lawful neutral. You might be chaotic neutral. I'm pretty sure I'm chaotic like, neutral. Like, you're not evil, but, yeah. Anyway, it it just all of a sudden one day I started seeing those things and I didn't know if it was related to like an Enneagram thing or a Myers Briggs thing or just it was where a random they thing. Came from. I think it's just another way of kind of dividing people up and defining yourself. I just started seeing them on the internet. I saw one today that was like the what different ways people sign their emails and dividing like if you sign it like this, you're this, and it like had them all divided up. And I think sent from iPhone was like chaotic neutral. I can't remember. It was funny. That seems right. No signature was like a true. No, sincerely was the true neutral. True neutral. Yeah, it was just it was funny. Yeah, I that laughed seems right. Because like you see, like I was like, yep, I've seen all of these signatures. Best, best regards, best warmest regards. There. Thanks. Uh, thanks, thanks was on there. Yeah. So um, I I chuckled at all of them. They they that that all sounds yeah, right. So. How did we get here? That all. I I don't know. It's right. Sarah and season. I are on a writing debt. Sarah and I are on a writing deadline, and uh, and just forgive us, vocal fam. Yeah. Someday we'll have words. Real again. words. Right now, I just have a random collection uh, of weird things happening in life. Yeah. And in your head. Yeah, like yesterday. Yeah, that's that seems <laughs> weird. Things you never expected to be doing. Oh, I haven't told you about this yesterday. I submitted like a little audition tape thing for I don't know. Oh yeah, tell them about that, Sarah. For a TV show. My wife told me 
that um yeah because it's the most random thing this is what my life has come to you know i'm in atlanta now and they shoot a lot of tv shows over here and somebody All sent me an TV email shows. with kind of a little lead that there, there was a tv show being shot it's called legacies it's a cw show i've never actually seen it but they're looking for extras but extras that are willing to sing and the pay was nice and so i was like sure like I'll, I'll apply to this like this could be a great thing to kind of try to break into just because i'm here it's extra money it's not totally out of my field but one of the requirements for the submission was a little <laughs> different yeah, i tell them i had it, to record myself singing if you're happy and you know it keep in mind i looked it up this is a tv show about vampires so it's not a children's show or anything like that. So you already got some street cred. Yeah. So I have to sing, if you're happy and you know it. And they're like, and by the way, we're really focusing more on the entertainment factor than your, um, maybe your vocal abilities. And I, and I was like, okay, don't really, don't really know what to do with that. Cause. Did you stand or sit? I stood. Yeah. So I found myself yesterday morning filming myself in my apartment. Um, Singing If You're Happy and You Know It over and over, trying to really figure out what is entertainment factor? Do I have it? And I had to stop after five or so takes because I realized that rather than entertainment, what you were just seeing was in my my eyes was just mild self-loathing that like, this is what my master's (laughs) has allowed me to do. To sing, if you're happy oh, and you on. know it, over and over. No, like, it really wasn't a terrible thing. And, like, as far as applications and stuff, like, it was an easy application. It didn't cost anything. Like, I can't complain that much. But, like, I just never really expected that I would just be in my guest bedroom with my phone just trying to film myself singing, if you're happy and you know it, over and over. Wow. Yes. Who knew? Who knows if I had the entertainment they're looking for, but... We'll see. Who knows? Maybe. But I- you also did have the qualification of them them wanting someone your age, but who looked like a teenager. That was correct? the other thing. They wanted somebody that was over eighteen in the, like in their twenties, but that could pass as a high schooler or like college student. And I was like, you know what? I can. <laughs> and you do look like fifteen year old Mendelssohn. I do. So it's, I actually had. Um, we had a maintenance person come to the apartment the other day and they asked me where my dad was. So there you go. Yeah. And I was like, no, this is my apartment. And that's my husband. He wasn't here. He- Jamie wasn't here. And so then they were like, oh, are you married? And I was like, yes. I don't know why. Like, I, obviously, I had to either have a dad or a husband, but. Um, I just like yeah. How could you not just be a professional just, single just woman somebody living there in your that has nice apartment? Yeah, I mean I don't. So they had a point, but but, but I just laughed that their first question was, "Oh, where's your dad?" Nowhere your dad? in men- in Canada, actually, at the time. Yeah, yeah, he's in Canada, walking in underground tunnels. Oh yeah. no, no, right now it's not cold yet, so he's not having to to walk in the underground tunnels. It's cold. What are you talking about? I know. It's he not said cold. that to me. He was like, "Yeah, it's actually really nice out there today. The high's like 40." And I'm like, "Yeah, that is not my definition of nice. Thank you, though. Nice try." <laughs> yes, Sarah and I both share the preference of about, I don't know, maybe a nice 75. That is my ideal 80. temperature: 75 degrees. Yeah. Yeah, I think I'd prefer 82, but 82 is not okay. bad. I can get on board with that. 
That's my range. 75 is a little chilly to me. So most people who are like, oh, I like 70 degrees. I'm like, that's a little cool for me. I can't comfortably like wear sandals 70. at 70. And so I don't really, nah, that doesn't do it for me. 70 is definitely it's too chilly. Cold. I agree. Hey, by the way, forgot to mention this. when We were actually talking about things. Yeah. Starting starting data collection on Monday. Oh, really? In addition to the 30,000 other things I know, we're doing. But at least you have more time. I mean, you're leaving it kind of open-ended, right? Oh, yes. I'm going to take data in the spring, yeah, too. Yeah, so I mean, at least that. There's not that crush that we had last year to do the data collection oh, no. within, like, what was it? Like, six weeks? Yeah. In fact, it popped up in my memories. We had finished data collection, like, three weeks ago Oh, my gosh, year. yeah. I mean, we... It was like the first through. of October and we were yeah. done. I mean, so that that's nice. Have you had a good kind of turnout for it this year? As far as not so far. It's okay. Have Yeah, you really would have to keep it to MC. Yeah. I don't have any wonderful assistants that uh make it seem more appealing to oh, participate in. Come do it. Yeah, I know. I hate that. I wish I yeah I wish I enjoyed data collection so jealous. It's the it's the best part of the process. It is. I much preferred it to what came after. Like the I mean, not that I did a ton of the analysis. I I, I took some. You extracted a I lot say, of data. I extracted data, but I didn't actually like do the analyzing. So that was on you. But that seemed a lot less fun than actually like. The initial taking it and kind of glancing over the numbers to see, like, what you could surmise from them. Good times, yeah. good times. But anyway, we're, we but we are restarting the reboot. Round laryngeal manipulation, the laryngeal manipulation, the reboot. Yeah. Yeah. 2.x. Two are you allowed to... Is it is it ethically okay to, like, recruit by saying, like, ah, oh, if you do this, you get extra credit? Or is that a no-no? Oh, absolutely yeah, not. Yeah, I kind of feel that seemed like it was a, like a not cool thing to do. Oh, gosh. Well, I don't. I, no. I, it seemed like something you could not do, but I just thought I'd ask because it would be nice if you could. Just just no, for no, 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 no. That would be a extreme no, 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 no. And and anything you are trying to um, anything that you are trying to offer your subjects. Yeah. Like let's say let's say that you have some kind of grant, yeah, and part of the grant funds you're going to use to try to entice subjects, which is something that happens from time yeah. to time. Like like say for example, you're going to give them a twenty five dollar Amazon gift card. That'd be cool. Um, that must be approved in your IRB. That makes sense. That all of that, that is makes part sense. of your human subjects testing approval. All of that is 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 subject to approval for that and you have to lay out how you got those things and where the funds came from and that's uh, that's true because i i I see where that could easily be a slippery slope oh it's a huge yeah it's a huge no no yeah huge no no i have to remember that you actually did not write the irb with me um and that the first time you go to do that will be a learning curve for you so um yep but that's why that's why people come before us so that we can help the people who come after us. Thank heavens, because otherwise, I'd be more lost than I am. <laughs> Not that I'm that lost. Right. There's a path. It's it's a little like 
fuzzy. Maybe it's foggy outside or something on this path, but it's a path. Speaking of foggy paths, I'm just going to say it again, vocal fam, because I've been saying it, and it has happened. Season two of Timeless is uh, incredible. You Like, last episode, a total bootstrap was introduced. Total Doctor Who cry. Incredible. And there are a whole two episodes left. And I know for a fact that in two episodes, that episode ends on a giant cliffhanger and nothing You're else You're really happens. setting yourself up for pain and just disappointment. Yeah, this is a kind of like personal schadenfreude that I'm not really... Yeah. You, it's... You, you I, went in mm, with eyes boy. wide open and yet... But, 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 speaking of eyes wide okay. open... On, on November 15th, the trailer dropped yesterday for season four of The Man in the High Castle. Oh. So my time travel weird sci-fi thing <laughs> is coming back, baby. There are times I wish that this podcast had a visual element where y'all could see what was happening. And that what just happened was one of those moments. Much arm <laughs> gesticulating and excitement abounded. Not quite to the level of cat picking up Milnir. No. <laughs> Not quite. No, because I alarmed an entire theater full of people. Granted, we were all, I think everybody in the theater was on the same page. Maybe not quite as excited as you, but, but there were cheers. There was excitement. Highlight of that movie. Yeah. I need to watch that again. It's going to break But me. November 15th. The, oh, you've not, have, how many times have you seen Endgame? Mm, maybe twice. Oh, well. Okay, whatever. It, it we can't em- even talk about this. It's just uh, um, emotions. Can't feel them. Speaking of speaking of, of Marvel, so anyway, but uh, before I go on to yeah. Marvel, so Man in the High Castle comes back November 15th. Marvelous Mrs. Maisel comes back in December. Have you guys watched Marvelous Mrs. Maisel? I started watching a few episodes and tried to get Jamie into it, and he he is reluctant and so we ended oh, up it's not so good. I enjoyed the episodes I watched. I think Jamie would enjoy it if he watched more, but it didn't like immediately. Granted, yeah. we tried watching it when we were still in Clinton and he was at his old job and he was very stressed and not enjoying much yeah. at that point. So I, I kind of think if he tried watching it now, he might enjoy it more. It would be a good one to like binge over like a holiday week, yeah. like you know, weekend or something. Um, but uh, no, Man in the High Castle. If you guys have not you watched should. Man in the High I'm Castle, text Jamie that so that he remembers. That is one you should watch yeah. because it is up both of your wheelhouses, and I'm surprised you haven't. Honestly, I am too. Oh, that's not how you spell that. I'm trying to text it to him so I remember and so that he remembers. You'll have a little bit of looking away at a couple of the violence things. Uh, yeah. But it's not it's not like Game of Thronesy kind That's of good, things. That's good cuz I I still I just can't watch no, 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 that. No, 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 no. There's none, none I of can that. handle a little. Um but going back to Marvel for a yes. second. Uh so goodness gracious, Kevin Feige has taken over everything. Literally everything. Li- so he is the chief creative officer. I don't blame them. The CCO of Marvel. 
not the MCU. Just straight up. So he, so they have brought the cinematic universe, all TV properties, and the comic books under one creative control. It's intense. What in the world? Yeah, I, I don't. I honestly don't know. And I saw, like, it is a good point that it really will allow him to test out more plot lines through comics and stuff. Although, I felt kind of bad. Like, since comics are where it started, like, I wonder if you're, like, a comic first person, do you get a little resentful that that's how people are viewing it now? They're like, oh, we'll test out these plot lines in comics. Like, does that bother you? Okay. So there's an interesting thing about that that I just heard somebody talk about in a podcast, and I can't remember. It must have been on ID10T, and I don't remember who it was. Oh, it might have been um, Brian uh, Passane. And he was saying that uh, Chris was actually asking him, Hardwick was asking him, like with stuff, with nerdy stuff, with any kind of nerdy thing. So like whatever it is. And they were actually talking about heavy metal because actually like heavy metal culture is actually sort of its own weird niche nerd culture kind of thing and they were talking about like sort of when any nerd thing ends up going mainstream are the original people upset really because the things sold out or are they really upset because what they're really into is not even being nerdy but they're into like discovering things that other people don't know about. Yeah, I, I do think that's a huge thing. And that that has always bothered me when people abandon whatever their whatever their fandom was. Because but at the same time, do I really want that person there if that's how their feelings were? But I just felt bad. I guess my thoughts with the comic stuff is is that like if you're somebody who was a Marvel comic fan and has has been faithful to it this whole time through, you know, the movies becoming huge and people flocking to it. Like, does it does it bother you at all that the comics now are viewed as sort of a like testing grounds or whatever? Or are you just excited that there's more of what you love? Well, I think if you're really into graphic novels in general there's still a huge market for that. That's true. Beyond Marvel and DC. That's true. I mean, let's not forget that there's a huge graphic novel market, many of which have gone on to become successful movie or TV franchises. Also true. I mean, let, let's let not forget that, you know, 300, obviously, a graphic novel, um, Altered Carbon was a graphic novel. Um, I mean... So many of our pop culture things were that. Well, that's true. And I guess at the same time, like comics, Marvel, Marvel's comics, graphic novels, all that have, they do have a history of trying out storylines. And then if they aren't received well, going, abandoning Abandoning them. them. So I guess that's not really a new thing either. Like, it's not like, you know, the idea of trying storylines premiering there and then being abandoned or being picked up and used in movies like that's not a new thing it's not like they're really changing what they've done no and let's also admit i think we we are so quick to forget as pop culture that like you know when something gets retconned yeah 
it's like, oh, they're just going to retcon that. And, I, and I'm going to call you out, Star Wars fans. I love you. You know I love you. I love all sides of you. Those of you who True. love Last Jedi, those of you who hate Last Jedi, you know I love you yeah. all. But I'm calling you out because you yell and scream if something in the new movies gets retconned or even something in the prequels got retconned by the prequels because guess what there's no sith in the original trilogy the word is never used let's not forget that the original trilogy itself took the main villain and retconned the (laughs) villain as the protagonist's father that's true Okay, so let's be honest. Let's be honest, folks. The greatest piece of pop culture history is a retcon. That's that's a good point, yeah. And it's like we're so quick to yell about it when it happens now. And yet Darth Vader being Luke's dad was only true from a certain point of view. I hadn't thought, yeah. Oh, my gosh. Anyway. All right. I have to go to rehearsal. Oh, you have rehearsal? I had to step in for an ailing student uh, on one one scene. So Um, you're in the opera now? Just one quick character-y scene. It's fine. Um, uh, I was hoping to not be, but... So, yes, in addition to our writing deadline... You are also now in an opera. Well, I was always going to read. She's doing some Shakespeare monologues as um as yes. we're doing a, our opera. Our fall opera scenes is called "What Dreams May Come," and it's all on um, Shakespeare opera scenes. And we were going to do some Shakespeare. James and I are tag teaming some Shakespeare monologues back oh, and forth James through the night. James will be great reading like the monologues. Yeah, he's he's sort of playing puck all night. I like it. Um, and uh, I'm getting to read. A short Othello, Othello All right. monologue. I'm doing the prologue to R and J. Oh, okay. Um, and I'm doing the big, the big Hamlet. I like it. Sp- speech. Unpopular opinion. Um, I have always hated Romeo and Juliet. Just as a note. I get it. All right, listen. Uh, what'd you have for breakfast? Muffins. Are we surprised? Did. No. Did they have Nutella? No. no. These were good muffins. They didn't need Nutella. Uh, Okay. All right. Um, All right. Good. Vocal fam, we will be back with you next week and and announcing our giveaway. Yes. Yes? Woohoo. Next week on the podcast. All right. All right. Sarah, uh, let's let's kill this thing. You ready? Peace.